Hey, you're listening to the RFWP Podcast with your host, Lois McNair and Emily Lewis, where you'll find candid conversations, transparent faith, encouragement, the occasional sarcasm, and a whole lot of grace as they share their walk with Jesus. Here's today's episode. Hey, Lois, what did the robber say to the baker? The robber said to the baker? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. Give me all your dough. (laughs) Oh, gosh, it's so bad. Uh, What what is the giraffe's favorite fruit? Um, I don't know. Nectarine. No, I'm sorry. Those are so bad. Those are one- so bad. Those are so bad. And uh, I think we decided to start the episode with your dad jokes tonight. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> if, if anybody's out there listening, please hang on. It gets better. Okay, what's your, what's your next dad joke? <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Interrupting cow. Interrupting cow. Moo. <laughs> I can't believe that I even let you tell these. Girl, you have got to step up your game. It's this Friday. You are going up against Brian Edwards, who I believe said on social media this week that he was born ready. So I'm thinking. (laughs) I am a little nervous. Yeah, I could tell with the. With the mooing and stuff. <laughs> Man, this crowd is brutal. <laughs> yeah, sorry, and I'm a and I'm and I'm a crowd of one right now until we have <laughs> listeners. So, if you're listening to this episode, I promise you, by the time it airs, Emily will have probably beat Brian Edwards at the RF. Hands down. Night. Yeah, hands down. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> to the RFWP Sister Seeker podcast, where we are seeking truth and finding God's heart. I am your host, Lois McNair, and with me is my co-host, Emily Lewis. <laughs> Emily, do you have a micro joy this week? You know, my micro joy is I really enjoyed getting up early this morning, and I got... <laughs> I'm serious. I I'm have. Sorry. I know this is I hilarious because, like, I you would you'll never hear me say that my micro joy <laughs> was getting up early. That's like such an oxymoron for my life. I'm sorry. I, I totally took your moment. <clears throat> no, you're good. That was Go basically ahead. it. I'm I'm feeling better. I had a cold. Well. You Everybody knows we had a cold like three weeks ago. Did we have a wait? Did we share a cold? <clears throat> How do you do that virtually? <laughs> I have no idea, but we managed to do so. <laughs> I, I had a cold too, and it was not COVID. I tested negative, so no COVID, just a cold. So anyway, getting up early and, you know, I know you're not an early bird, and that's why I didn't even invite you to the weekly chat <laughs> oh, and pray. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, you had a lot of life going on too, but That's I just true. knew you weren't going to be showing up to no Zoom call to do anything at 7 a.m. your time. 
But anyway, that's kind of an aside, but that <laughs> has been such a joy in my week lately. So what too. are you doing when you wake up and have a seven o'clock? What what is it that you're Oh, that chat, just getting on Zoom and praying with um, other ladies and so far any no guys have shown up. Say it's welcome to anybody, but it's been ladies, we've been praying and reading some scripture together, That's sharing awesome. our burdens and speaking some life over each other. So fun. That's awesome. Well, you do realize we are part of the Recovering Fundamentalist Network. Shout out to the RFP Network of Podcasts. So it, it's going to take a hot minute for some of the guys to realize that we're all in this together and they can show up to those things as well. <laughs> but I do have to give a shout out to, you know, well, I'm not going to name names, but we do have a few guys that have just been super encouraging about, mm-hmm. about our ministry and what we're trying to do. So that's a cool so, micro joy. What is your micro joy this week? So my micro joy this week is literally um, shout out to Melinda Wright um, for sharing in our RFP fam page about micro joy Mondays. I love it. It's just so fun. And I love the fact that she's using that uh, from our micro joys and passing it along because I think it's super mm-hmm. cool. So yeah, my yes. micro joy is the fact that Melinda Wright is passing along the micro joy Mondays. Beautiful. So, there you go. so, so fun. We yes. love you, Melinda. <laughs> now it has been, like I said, a few weeks since you and I got to sit down, just the two of us, and record. So it's true. It's true. What's been going on in your world? Grandma wait, Lois. Wait, how much time do we have tonight? <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Um, for those of you who have been following Emily's updates, or if we're friends on Facebook um, and you've seen my updates, um, you'll know that a little over a week ago, our family went through, um, went into emergency mode. And our oldest son and daughter-in-law called us. Um, Baby's size was decreasing. Mama had high blood pressure. And so um, got a plane ticket and took off to Nashville. And in about 48 hours, we had an emergency C-section. And Haley um, brought little Marlo into the world. And when I say little... Oh my gosh, she was um, 880 grams, which Mm, is a mm. pound and 14 ounces and some change, so to speak. 13 inches. Wowie. Yeah. And so um, I won't go into all the details tonight. I think we're going to talk about it a little bit more um, at the meetup this weekend when you and I record live there, but I just want to say thank you to all of our listeners and all of those on social media that have prayed faithfully for Micah and Haley and Marlo. And I just, 
man, y'all just, you don't even know. Um, of, of course, we are immensely thankful for the outcome and Marlo is growing and she's doing well. Um, but I just, I want to thank you for your faithfulness in prayer to us. Mm-hmm. And Emily, I'm going to thank you for just keeping everybody up to date when I was just kind of like in a spiral there for a little bit and hands on deck and trying to take care of, you know, mm-hmm. a little family. Absolutely. Yes. So, yeah. So yeah. thank you guys. Marlo is, um, she is growing. She's doing well and. Uh, I'll continue to post things so you can have an update, but I'll, I will ask you to continue to pray because, um, we've been told that it'll be a solid two months in Mm -hmm. the NICU. And, um, so as I told my kids last weekend, this is not a sprint, it's a marathon. So I'm going to ask you guys to continue to marathon your prayers (laughs) Mm because it's not over. So right. Absolutely. And she's so (laughs) tiny and wonderful. And just seeing the pictures of her on Haley's chest and man tucked into the collar of Micah's t-shirt, like, oh Mm. my heart, just crazy. Yeah. And it's just awesome. We actually got a little family, uh, video today where she's, um, got a little reflex smiling going on and, a lady was really sweet on Haley's post and said she doesn't believe in reflex smiles um, in newborns or in preemies. She's actually a micro preemie um, mm-hmm. that she believes that those are God winks. So I thought that was super sweet. So fun. So sweet. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So yeah. So oh, thankful. oh, you know what? Um, well, maybe I should wait until the, until we talk about it at the at the live recording before I tell you what my grandma name is. Oh, yeah, you're going to keep we'll us wait. in suspense? I am. I am. Yep. Man. Yeah. Gonna All right. On that. Fine. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of live recording, we are headed to the RFP fam meetup in Bourbon, Missouri this weekend. Woohoo! I'm so excited. I can't excited. wait. I can't wait to see you in person, hug everybody's neck, and mm, it's going to be just such a sweet time. Yeah, I cannot wait. Yeah, Thursday night, Friday, cannot get here fast enough. (laughs) And looking forward to to seeing some of you guys, um, some of our listeners there. I wish everybody could come, but I'm looking forward to those that can make it. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to hang out in person and get to know you guys' faces and <laughs> hear your stories and love on you guys. It's going to be so cool. And before we jump into, we have a bit of a hot take and then our uh, topic, but before we... <laughs> little teaser there. Uh, but before we get into that... Uh, wanted to shout out our amazing sponsor, Kendra, over at Scripture Flips, because we love Scripture Flips. They make such an amazing gift. 
They are a small and convenient size and just perfect for keeping God's word and the gospel at your fingertips as you go about your day. I finally, I finally stashed my beloved flip in the van and I'm so excited to have it there instead of it was in my dresser drawer. And you know, the whole point of the scripture flips is that they're with you everywhere you go. You can put them on your purse or you can pin them to your car keys. And I stashed it in the center console of our vehicle so that when I'm waiting in line somewhere or just, you know, when you're tempted to grab your phone and scroll or something, you can reach over and just read it. So that's how I'm using my scripture flip lately. How about you, Lois? Well, I took mine with me to Nashville and just mm-hmm. had it with me, had it with me at the hospital. Anytime those nerves started to come on or I, cause we were, we were in a very scary situation, um, there with, um, Haley's health and Marlo's health. Mm-hmm. And I just saw it there in my backpack and I'm like, this is good. I'm, I'm glad this is here. So recently that was, um, a super help to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you have, do you have the peace flip? Is that the one you have? No, I actually have the, um, salvation flip. Mm. I have the salvation oh, flip, some... you know, um, mm-hmm. but it, you know, obviously the gospel goes beyond salvation. So, um, I think I love we have it. to speak the gospel over ourselves all mm-hmm. the time to remind us mm. of who God is and what he's done and what he continues to do in our lives. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So thanks to Kendra because, um, we really appreciate her sponsorship. Scripture Mm -hmm. flips. You guys go to scriptureflips.com. Made it super easy for you. Go to scriptureflips.com, fill your cart with all of the flips and journals that you need for teacher's upcoming year, or maybe you want to send one to school with your a student that you know, fill up your cart. And then when you check out, enter RFWP20 for 20% off of your order. So yeah, um, you guys can stock up on all your scripture flip and journal Right. Needs. And before you know it, Christmas is going to be here. So oh my word. go to scriptureflips.com, <laughs> RFWP20 in your code and get your discount. Okay. Do you want to start on this hot take? (laughs) (laughs) You've been on fire on Twitter. I, I did get lit a little bit. (laughs) And I can't say as I blame you. I mean, they're coming after our people. Right. You know, you come after, you come after the people that, that have been a blessing of people that are, are putting Christ first and moving forward. Um, you come after them and you continue to come after them. And I guess as the IFB guys would say, the she bears are going to come out of the woods. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was such a good line. <laughs> uh, because, you know, well, for one, as we know, the, the um, King James Version only debate was recently, and I'll just give a shout out to Nathan, did a fantastic 
job. Um, and I don't like the things that took place beforehand with Cody Zorn. He just, did I say his name right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, I don't really say many names, but I'm telling you, he groomed and manipulated his congregation the week before the debate. He used the beautiful characteristics that God gave Nathan and really the fruits of the spirit that show through Nathan and his kindness and his gentleness, his goodness, his faithfulness, and basically told his congregation that, um, you know, basically be careful because, you know, it'll be like, oh, but he's so nice. Just totally manipulating and undermining the work of the Holy Spirit. So that ticked me off. And then, you know, everybody's like, well, at least he was, you know, unbiased during the debate. No, you can't be unbiased during a debate when you have been, well, when you've just been ugly, manipulative, um, narcissistic. I'm sorry, I'm going to throw that out there before from the pulpit with your congregation to kind of make sure that when this nice guy comes in, he doesn't quote unquote fool you Mm -hmm. that my KJV only position is the right direction to go. You know, it was just, it was just ridiculous. And then after the debate, he goes on an interview and just basically trash talks all of the guys, all of our guys that started that started things for this whole network to to be available, you know, mm-hmm. as he's saying, Brian Edwards was saved because his dad was a good preacher. I mean, he can say that that's not what he said, but that's what he said. It is what he said. <laughs> it is what he said. And then he's he's literally saying that Nathan was deceived and like I can't remember the exact words but basically delusional about he he did not say um given over to a reprobate mind but that was kind of the attitude he had with how he talked about how rebellious Nathan used to be and instead of going wow look at what God has worked in this man's life the right. power of the gospel. I hear from people that what Nathan says about how rebellious he was as a teenager is true. And then I see the kind, level-headed preacher in front of me, and I see, wow, what has God done? Instead, he just absolutely attacked um, Nathan and JC's character. And Absolutely. I think you know, what bo- Go ahead. So – with the going back to Nathan for just a second, and I, um, I mentioned something about this I think on Twitter. Um, so, and a lot of people know this. Some people may not know this, but I was Nathan's teacher when Nathan was that quote unquote rebellious teenager, mm, right? And I, and I was his teacher when he was in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, so two things come to mind. One. Nathan was very intellectual as a high schooler. So I think what quote unquote rebelling from 
was the fact that those rules and regulations did not click with him. And you have to remember this, this kid, well, he's still a kid to me, but he's not, he's a grown man with his own family. But this kid was raised in a Ruckmanite environment, just so toxic. The fact that this young man has a family who loves the Lord and he is passionate about who Jesus is and he's an intellectual in scripture. I mean, that ought to be something to be celebrated and in spite of the way that he was raised to some degree, he is who he is today because of God's grace. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I keep expecting these guys or these women that are still stuck in, in legalistic environments. I don't, maybe I'm eternally optimistic, but I don't understand why I keep expecting them to respond differently than they always respond. Mm -hmm. But I keep expecting them to get it, I guess. Sure. To wake up. Yeah. I want them to wake up. I want them to see it. I mean, we've had a whole episode on, or maybe two, on loving people well through this. And mm-hmm. uh, one of the things that bothers me, you know, listening to even the rise and fall of Mars Hill and mm. thinking about Cody Zorn and how respectful he portrayed himself and like Nathan said when he was there um they were respectful to Nathan um that playing the part mm. bugs the fire out of me cuz i i've played the part before but it is troubling to me that in our culture in so much of christianity we're duped by that fake and we can't sometimes see through the, oh, this is who this person is. And not that they can't change. I'm not saying that. But like that they can put on such a facade and spiritually and emotionally abuse people and be two different characters right. is, is so troubling because we need to be so deeply formed and deeply rooted that – we are changed by Christ from the inside out, and it's not just this um, spewing hate, manipulating on one end, and then you know the other on the other end, and being kind and respectful in the be- in the middle. That's not a fruit of the spirit. That's a facade that's been put on. And You're absolutely right. It's a, it's mm. what we used to call. I think it was either late nineties or early 2000s, mid 2000s, we called them a poser, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a poser. If, if, and I'm not saying that we can't have times where we just kind of lose it a little bit, but this is, to me, it was an effort. It was an effort on the Sunday before the debate for him to stand in the pulpit and do what he did and then to turn around and at the debate from what I've heard from those that were there to be quote unquote unbiased and then to go right into an interview and do what he did. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And, and, and we're not even getting to the point when I'm going to get to it now. I think this was the tip of the iceberg for me. This was the tipping point. Um, I guess it wasn't the tip of the iceberg. It was, it was the Titanic crashing into the iceberg for me too soon. <laughs> Sorry. Was when he went after JC again. I am so tired of these guys going after JC. I'm so tired of Cody saying that JC is not a believer. And what does he base that on? You know, and I'm going, Cody, you in yourself, if you want to talk about fruit, you in yourself are not displaying any of the fruit of the spirit, any of it. And you're going to say that JC is not saved. I, I just, that's, that's when the, I guess I can say mama bear because I'm actually older than all three of the guys, but that's, that's mm-hmm. when the mama bear came out and I'm like, enough is enough. You know, some sometimes I don't even want to hear what these guys say. Right. I don't have time Same. for it. Mm-hmm. I don't have the headspace for it. I don't have the patience for it. But if you're going to keep doing that, not just you attacking the guys, you know, not just that person attacking guys, but you are bringing believers along with you and you are continuing a narrative in their lives that is going to continue to the next generation and the next generation. And it has to stop. This is not what Jesus came to do. This is not at all who Jesus wants us to be. So, yeah, I was hot this week. And I'm not sure I've calmed down yet. <laughs> well, I think I think it's good to stand up for what's right. It's right yeah. to stand up for what's right. And yeah. to sometimes you sometimes that means you be quiet and sometimes that means you call it out. Um and I still I still hope like Another famous pastor has said from California, I hope this is the end. I hope this is close to the end of the IFB movement. His was an emotional plea um, yes. in a uh, reverse psychology kind of way, manipulative way to keep things going. But yes, I hope you are correct. God, let me be one of the last generations impacted by this junk. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of my... <laughs> post this week was I said what I said (laughs) (laughs) as long as sin and evil in this world is there will be narratives to untwist yeah but could could people stop feeling like God is so fearful or unapproachable or well I know the Bible says God loves me but I'm really not sure he likes me hmm could could we get rid of that? Yeah. I heard um uh, like a two minute devotional clip from Tim Keller today on the U version app and he talks about that fear of the Lord and he talks about what mm. that really means. And um it was just it was really good. But that is a 
that is a subject for a different podcast day. (laughs) (laughs) So many things we could say. Yeah. So I'm just going to tell you, if you ever slide up into our podcast and hear this, (laughs) you need to know that we are not going away. And I know Mm -hmm. I I said it this week on Twitter, like probably not going to listen to me because I'm a female, you know, and we're quote unquote in their world, not supposed to say anything, but Mm -hmm. you keep coming at these guys who are giving, who have given their lives to the Lord, who continue to impact lives, um, one, you're either completely clueless, or two, you're just dadgum jealous. I'm just going to say it. And you need to back Ooh. off. Mm-hmm. You need to back off. <laughs> Whew. You feel, do you feel any better? <laughs> I do. I got to be honest. I do. This is the real me, y'all. This is me. This is me. I love it. <laughs> I'm going to stand behind the pulpit and tell you what it is. <laughs> it reminds me of the little graphic that Tiffany made for us. I am IFB sermons with the little pulpit. <laughs> yes. <The> pink mic. <laughs> Absolutely. I remember I got, I got hot about something a few months ago. Um, and Heidi Zander, uh, popped up on my Twitter and said, there she is. And she's back. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I guess maybe I've just been too calm. Maybe. But thinking about what we were talking about, the fakeness and the phony and the being one thing here and one thing there is actually, it does tie into what we want to talk about. So what are we talking about on our 29th episode today? Talking about our true self Hmm. in regards to our relationship with God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. What does being our true self, because I think when I, when you first hear that, you go, what does it mean to be your true self? You know, true self. Oh no, they're going to start talking about the new age movement. I knew there was something up with those girls. (laughs) (laughs) Right, because that's the first thought that comes to mind. But what? why does this matter with your relationship with God? Well, I heard recently a message regarding, regarding this and regarding the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5, mm-hmm. 22 and 23. And I'm going to open up my... ESV and read it to you. I get tickled when I do that because y'all, I've been out of the legalistic IFB for 30 years and I don't even bat an eye anymore. Um, cause God's word is God's word. Anyway, I'm not going to get into the debate because Nathan already settled that. Um, okay. Galatians five twenty two and 23, but the fruit of the spirit is love. Joy, Mm. peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. 
And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. And becoming our true self as a believer is, to me, coming in line, lining up with who God is and the fruit of the Spirit. As we allow the Holy Spirit to continue to sanctify us, to continue to purify us, then we are becoming more of our true self and who God created us to be. So Mm -hmm. that's what comes to my mind, because I don't want to be a poser. I don't want to be one way in this scenario and another way in another scenario. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. When you say true self, I think being fully me, showing up without my customer service voice, uh, showing up (laughs) with just, just all of me, and not being afraid to be open about that. Not like you said, posing or putting your putting a front on and going, okay, I'm sure now, now I can enter the throne room or now God will accept me. And having that attitude, I think it's really easy to do that in friendships. But being that full, true self. Yeah. So let's look at um, Deuteronomy chapter 6, starting in verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. Mm -hmm. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. And it goes on to talk about you shall be diligently, you shall teach them to your children, um, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand. And people say, well, that's that's the Old Testament, you know, and um, that's part of the law and blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, if that's the direction you're thinking, let's jump over here to Mark chapter 12 in the New Testament starting with verse 29. You hear my page turn? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Fun. Mark 12, 29. Um, see, I don't have my glasses on. <laughs> oh, wait. I turned to John. See, I don't have my glasses <laughs> on. <laughs> oh, I am being my true self. If you want me to turn somewhere, let me know, too. Yes. Um, Hopefully I can find Mark 12 here. Okay, Mark chapter 12, starting with verse 29. Jesus answered, The most important is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. 
and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. So Jesus, mm-hmm. <laughs> Mark Mark records that Jesus reminded these that were coming and asking him questions that, hey, you already know this. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. I think that's mm-hmm. where our true self in our relationship with God begins. Yeah, I love how it's multifaceted because we talked a couple months ago about being compartmentalized in our life and mm. worship and how worship can be it part of our everyday. But this feels like not compartmentalizing ourselves. Like mm-hmm. maybe my emotions aren't are too much for God or I am just being uh like just this week released an episode on feeling like you can't bring the small things to God or mm-hmm. like just compartmentalizing the our lives to the point where we're accidentally blocking God out of different spaces, whether it's intellectually where mm-hmm. we know God or maybe intellectually we're just we're just seeking the experience or whatever. Yeah. Letting him into all of those pieces. Right. It's crucial. Yeah. Um, And those pieces are, and my pastor just recently spoke on this, but those pieces are the physical, the emotional, the social or relational, the intellectual Mm -hmm. and the spiritual. You know, Mm so we're, we're talking about five parts of a component and he made the statement, Jesus didn't die to save only one fifth of you. Mm. So it's not just your spiritual that he's concerned about. Yes. He wants every part of your life. Wow. That's so good. And I know for some of our listeners that could trigger a performance oriented thought process. And, and that is the exact opposite of what we're trying to say. He wants every part of you because he loves you so much. And he wants to have all of you. It reminds me of the song by John Legend, which I love John Legend. He's got a voice like butter. And John Legend, the song that he's probably most well known for is All of Me Loves All of You. Mm -hmm. I love your curves. I love your imperfections. I love, and of course, he has written this song to his wife. But if you think about it for a minute, I do believe that God is saying to us by Deuteronomy chapter 6, by Mark chapter 12, he's saying... Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Mm -hmm. Because scripture tells us in John, 
1 John that he loved us first. That we love him because he loved us. So he does love all of us, every mm-hmm. bit of it. He didn't die right. for the one-fifth part. He he died mm. for everything, past, present, yes. future, all of us. Yeah. Makes me think of vulnerability, too. And like when we talk about being known, because mm. you have said even to me on the podcast, like on air, thank you for your vulnerability. And I was like, oh, well, you're welcome. <laughs> I didn't really – a lot of those times I didn't realize I was being vulnerable because I think – I am really good <clears throat> at putting forward what makes me feel comfortable or mm. what is comfortable to share or like I know that this is a safe spot. So it's okay to share this specific piece, but maybe not, you know, going to like I wouldn't want to talk about this struggle. Sure. Or, and not that on air needs to be the thing, but when we're when we have those close friendships with like our tight our 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 close knit group mm-hmm. being able to open up and have community with people and be truly vulnerable like the um the stuff where it feels scary to talk about because you're not sure you know you could be rejected over it or you know mm-hmm. those vulnerabilities we can bring all of those little pieces to God and mm-hmm. we don't have to fear rejection and we don't have to fear that he will guilt us or even shame us. And that is, that is incredible. Yeah. And, and I see where, where you have grown in that, where I have grown in that over the years, where you have grown in that over the last few years, if you guys have made your journey out of a toxic legalistic environment. But Emily, what do we say to our listeners that struggle with God loving all of us and wanting all of us, our physical, our emotional, our social, our intellectual, our spiritual, and that we can easily give all of this to him and he's not going to reject us? How do we help people? What do we say to our listeners that are still in the mindset because of what's been drilled in them for years that, Mm. well, God may love you, but he doesn't like this and this and this about you. Or, or, you know, if you let anybody know this part of your life, people are going to judge you or reject you. You know, how did you get there? Like, seriously, this is a, a a process because somebody asked recently, trying to just realize the love of God. And I know you and I talk about the love of God a lot, but the truth is that's what the gospel is. It's God's love. That's what started the whole thing. So what Mm -hmm. do we, what do we say to our listeners who are like compartmentalizing because they're afraid that God's going to reject them? Right. Oh man. I think it starts with those little things. The little, the little, like trusting out with those little things and practicing bringing those vulnerabilities to God. Mm-hmm. I think it's a muscle we flex, like mm-hmm. being willing to open up about a struggle and get to know God. And like I mentioned to you, a friend of mine shared a post. Um, I'll share it to our Instagram too. 
okay. so people can read it. But sometimes we are chasing an experience with God, and this can get so easily muddled, I think, because we want that healing, and we're we're almost pursuing this healing experience and a moment with God or a feeling or you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where we almost would rather have the experience like um you We want the say, destination mm-hmm, right. without and taking we, the journey. Right. Or we want to manufacture if we do these certain steps, bam, I'll have this experience, I'll be closer. And it just it doesn't work this way. And I want to read the end of this post. Yes. Where he says, um, oh, I'm going to read. Okay. So there are so many things I could try to say to explain, but really it comes down to this. He is enough. For too long, I allowed myself to believe I was seeking after him when I was actually seeking after some quote unquote experience of him, but Mm. that's not what he wants. Though many today believe it is, I know because I did. You can know a lot about him and chase experiences of him and still not know him and allow yourself to be known by him. Wow. May this season continue to strip away all of our striving after God that we may, we may actually be known by him. Because we think that striving is good, That's don't we? That's so good. Yes, we've talked about that before, like the striving and the busyness and the all of this, you know, is we wear it kind of like a badge of honor, you know. But it goes back to um, passages that we've spoken on before, Psalm 139. I mean, mm-hmm. David literally starts out, Lord, you have searched me and known me. And we know that that word known there. And it's mentioned several times in that passage, comes from the word yauda, which is an intimate knowledge. So here's the thing. (laughs) We are already fully known by the Father. I don't understand. And we do this. We are fully known by him. He knows everything about us. Scripture says he knows the, the number of the hair on our head. He knows everything. Psalm 139 talks about, you knew me before I was formed during the intricate weaving in my mother's womb. Mm -hmm. So he already knows all of the physical, emotional, social, the intellectual, the spiritual. He knows all about us. Yeah. And he still came. He still Mm -hmm. sent his son, God, the son to die on the cross because he loved us that much. Right. You know, and David in that passage talks about, um, if I go to the heavens, you're there. If I go to the depths, you're there. If I go to the far side of the sea, you're there. Well, you know, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of our listeners, if that passage was taught in their church, it was taught like, you know, God's watching Everything you do, be sure your sins will find you out, kind of hanging Mm -hmm. it over your head. And I don't think that's the context that David was trying to express at all. You know, he is just being completely genuine and saying, Lord, 
I am completely known by you. Yes. And he tells him all this. And then as we get to the end of the passage, he talks again and says, basically search me again and see Mm -hmm. if there's any grievous spirit in me. Because why? When we love the Lord with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, we want every part of us to be changed by the gospel, to be changed, to be a person with the fruit of the spirit, (laughs) be a person. Yes. You know, yes, there's such a thing like we had a hot take earlier today on the episode and, and I call that righteous indignation because, you know, there's a difference between that and slandering someone. Okay. Yes, Um, absolutely. And David just says, Search me and know me. It's like if we're supposed to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and He already fully knows us, there's no reason for us to compartmentalize. Right. We we talked we talked a few months ago, like you said, about um, compartmentalizing our lives in sacred and secular, and everything is sacred in our mm-hmm. you know right. Because we belong to the Father. And in you saying God fully knows us already, mm-hmm. we still can hide parts of us. Mm. And I think that's what it means to what Drew means in this post when he says we need to stop striving, you know, striving after God that we can just be fully known by him. Yeah. And back to like friendship and vulnerability. I love deep friendship. Like yeah. I don't know. It might be selfish. I just don't like the the chit chat. Yeah. Yeah. But I realize that I have almost uh I don't know, a desire for that deep friendship that I almost ask people for that before I've earned the right to be on a deep level in their life, you know? Mm. And so asking them like for, you know, what are you struggling with or what's, you know, what can I pray for you for asking for those deep things um, before maybe I've been vulnerable and opened Mm -hmm. up and been that it's almost Similar, it makes me think of that with my relationship with God and this striving after him, just God, show yourself to me in almost this demanding way where, yes, we do want to know God and not just know about him, but in our desire for that, pursuing it so hard that we almost make it up to us. It's like our job Mm. to Mm. get to know him. And I think it's our job to to be available. I think that's the point, isn't it? It's our job to rest. It's our job to be mm-hmm. the branch instead mm-hmm. of demanding that God Just be the branch. Like, yep. Show up, do this for me. I have an agenda of when you should show up and what truth you should show me. And I really want to untwist this narrative. Could you like get on it? Mm-hmm. And we kind of <laughs> demand of God rather than like you said, just being available and then Maybe we're the first ones that need to open up because he has made himself available and knowable, but we might need to let him shine his light 
I heard um, the youth pastor at our church preached, and he used a really funny analogy, but a bacteria, you know, a UV light can kill some bacteria. Yeah. And he's like, what bugs do you have inside your heart that need a UV light on them? Like, mm. God, like, thinking, God, just open up my heart. Know me. Search me. Yeah. And it's this it's this two-way relationship. It's not just a demanding God to show himself to mm-hmm. us. Yeah, and one of the things is we we know by scripture, it's biblical that we are fully known by God. Mhm. But he's also not going to force himself on us. Exactly. In our you know scripture talks about quenching the holy spirit. I mean, the sanctification process of of our growth where the gospel continues to infiltrate us, continues to get in and allows us to know God more um, happens because we we give space for that. We give margin for that. We we come away with him. And and that's not just like once a year in a sabbatical. A friend of mine reminded me of that this week. She's like, you know, the Lord says, come to me. Mm-hmm. He says, come to me, all you are weary and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. You know, and he he calls us to come. Well, he's not talking about just once a week or a sabbatical or a this. He he wants us to come and just spend time with him mm-hmm. any time during the day. Right. And talking about these five parts of who we are, um, you know, when we go to church on Sundays, we're, you know, we. We either walk in with our um, genuine, open heart to spiritual growth, or we walk in with a mask on, hoping nobody will notice the lack of spiritual growth from the past week. You know, there's yeah. no middle ground. Mm. It's one or the it's other. so true. Yep. Same with anything else, our intellect, our social, our physical, our emotional. Some people are afraid to allow themselves to feel the emotions um, because they're like, oh, it's just feelings and you're just trying to feel God. Well, I'm sorry. Didn't he create emotions Mm -hmm. in us? Mm -hmm. Um, So when he says that he wants all of us, he means all of us. You know, and I'm not yeah. saying that we should just constantly look for that emotional experience, but we sure. also shouldn't sit back and push back the Holy Spirit when our heart is being connected to God and it is, it does become emotional. I'll put it this way. Right. There's a, there's a book that I want to read that my pastor has read. I have not read yet, but I have it on my list. It's from the cry of the soul. It's written by a theologian and um, a psychologist. So Mm. I think it's going to be very interesting. But they were talking about our emotions and our relationship with God. And you used the word vulnerability earlier, which reminded me of this quote. In neglecting our intense emotions, we are false to ourselves 
and lose a wonderful opportunity to know God. We forget that change comes through brutal honesty and vulnerability before God. Mm, That is such a good quote. Yeah, and my pastor called it false self and your true self, like like an iceberg. You know, iceberg is, uh, and he used that example, like iceberg is is just um, 10%, I think they say 10, 10% above the surface. So Something if an ice, yeah, yeah. So bit. if an iceberg is a hundred feet high and that's 10% of it, that means it's a thousand feet under the water. And that just blows my mind. So, you know, when we go back to Deuteronomy, And we go back to the passage in Mark, loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. We go to Psalm 139, and the psalmist says, search me and know me. We're not just talking about the false self, the 100 feet iceberg above the water. We're talking about letting God infiltrate. We're already fully known by him but allowing him to infiltrate the other, you know, thousand feet underneath Mm -hmm. the water. And when um, Trey Taylor used that illustration, it just hit me. It was just like, he wants all of us. And it's not Mm -hmm. a legalistic check the list off. It's right. No, every, every bit of me. He wants, he wants all of me. Really? And it's hard for us to wrap our minds around that because we know ourselves. We're like, (laughs) really? You want this part of me too? You sure about that? Yeah. No kidding. And we we tend to humanize him because we assume that somebody else, like you said earlier, is going to judge us or reject us or so. Mm -hmm. I think for, for me, I just, yeah, Jesus wants every part of you and he's not going to force himself on you he's waiting for you to be vulnerable in every area of your life and just sit with him Mm -hmm. in that i think one of the things that makes this tricky when we're healing a relationship with god and trying to pursue loving him is it can feel so easy it's so easy for it to feel like a checklist, but sure. if I can put anything on y'all's checklist this week, mm-hmm. encourage you to go waste some time with God this week, like mm-hmm. you would a friend, like you would just go hang out with your BFF and do whatever. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not minimizing the holiness and the magnitude of God, but just that idea of not having an agenda, yeah, not having a time crunch, but just go, go on, whatever that looks like to you. I'm not going to throw out ideas, but just go waste some time with God th- this week and yeah. Yeah. Let him in every part. And, and we know, you know, um, you're not saying it's a waste of time, so I don't want anybody twisting no, no, those no, no, words. No. <laughs> but, but don't have an agenda. Don't 
asking for anything, just sit mm-hmm. and say, I'm just going to be still before you. Yep. Mm. I'm so excited. I have to say this again. I am so excited about this trip. I'm so excited to see you in Missouri. Yes. In just a handful of days. And yes. we can wander around St. Louis and spend some time together and maybe waste some time with God. Just, <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So good. Oh, I have to, I, I have to tell you as we close up, you know, one of our hashtags is untwisting the narrative. And if you haven't seen the picture on social media of our uh, podcast plant, you know, it had to be repotted so that it would continue to untwist. And just before we recorded tonight, my dogs knocked the pot over and broke it. So I have to go (laughs) handle that. I have to go handle that now. But the thing that I noticed Mm -hmm. was the fact that it was, it's already ready for a bigger pot. So the fact that the dogs broke it Mm -hmm. puts me in the position that I didn't want to have to handle this before I leave town tomorrow but it's time to put it in a larger pot so it continue to it can Whoa. continue to grow. Mhm. So See, in those yeah. spaces that we don't always want to let God in so that we can continue to grow because it's messy, it's broken, it's twisted, let me tell you. He wants those spaces too. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. As always, you can reach out to Lois and Emily at hello at sisterseeker.com. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean the world to us if you would consider supporting the RFWP. You can go to patreon.com slash sisterseeker. Another way to show your support is by leaving us a review. This helps get this cause and this message to more women like you. We'll see you next week. Thanks for being here, friend.